to Little Yo Pod, the all things Yosemite podcast. I'm your host, Laura Jackson, a longtime resident of Yosemite National Park and park interpretive guide. And today I wanted to revisit a topic that I covered in the first season of the podcast concerning the black bears in Yosemite. Black bears are a beloved creature in Yosemite and the animal that most people probably want to see when they come to the park. And even though I have an earlier episode all about bears from season one of Little Yo Pod, I wanted to do this episode because we had a very strange year for bears in 2021. We don't know why this year was so problematic, but I'm hoping that this episode will raise awareness and educate future visitors on what they should do to help the bears in Yosemite. First, some facts about our bears and regulations surrounding them. Yosemite has a great population of black bears, Ursus americanus, anywhere from 300 to 500 individuals in the park, boundaries at any given time. But those bears are not limited to Yosemite. They roam other parts of the surrounding area freely. Black bears in California are considered a species of least concern on the conservation scale, and the population is so healthy that California allows hunting of black bears outside of Yosemite and other national parks. And the allowance states that up to 1,700 black bears may be taken each year. Now, I know that sounds like a lot, but the Department of Fish and Game estimates that California alone has a population of 30,000 to 40,000 bears in the state overall, about 40% of that population living in the Sierra Nevada mountains. The natural predator for California's black bears was the grizzly bear until they were hunted out of the state about 100 years ago. So black bears don't have many natural predators today, maybe mountain lions in rare instances. So hunting is one method for controlling their population. Now, although they are called black bears, they have a wide range of colors and sizes. Black bears can have jet black fur or be blonde or sandy colored, red, and even gray or kind of white. And they can weigh anywhere from 100 to 600 pounds. But they are all black bears in California. In the autumn months, black bears in Yosemite enter hyperphagia, a period of excessive consumption of calories to prepare for torpor hibernation, which is a little different from full hibernation because pregnant sows do wake up to give birth during that time. The bears are eating over 20,000 calories a day in the fall, sometimes eating for 24 hours at a time, and that extra weight plus 30% of their mass will all be lost during hibernation, and it's an extra weight gain in excess of 100 pounds. So their whole existence, particularly from September to December, revolves around finding and consuming food, which is why living alongside black bears in a national park visited by millions of people every year is a very delicate balance. Black bears will always seek the most caloric food sources, and often that is human food. And when a bear starts adapting to finding and consuming human food, that's when we have a big problem. So from the 1920s to the 1940s, the Park Service actively fed human food to bears in Yosemite for entertainment purposes for visitors. Consequently, we had bears that were very sick and very motivated to seek food in campgrounds and picnic areas. Bear and human interactions were common, and a lot of people were injured when attempting to feed or get close to black bears. The Park Service did not really know how to manage the bears to prevent human and animal conflict, so a lot of bears were killed during that time if they were especially aggressive. But in the end, it was the people who needed to learn how to live amongst the bears. In 1998, after an article was published telling the story of a mother bear and her two cubs that had to be killed in Yosemite after too many incidents with park visitors, the public was outraged and demanded action. From that year on, the U.S. Congress allots a half a million dollars dedicated to bear management in Yosemite. 
Bear-related incidents dropped steadily over the next two decades until 2019, when we hit an all-time low with almost no reports of bear incidents. But now, in 2021, we are seeing a troubling trend, an uptick in bear incidents, bears displaying unusually aggressive behavior, actively stealing food from people, picnicking on the beach, uh, breaking into food storage facilities, and many other incidents. One aggressive adult male went so far as to bluff charge a group of people into the river before a wildlife ranger showed up to shoot the bear with a non-lethal rubber bullet. And that was really the only thing that scared him away. It was like 40 people. It was crazy. I have to say, in all of my years living in Yosemite, I've never seen anything like it. Um, Unfortunately, that bear had to be killed, and he is not alone. Bear incidents in Yosemite are up by 120% this year compared to 2019. The wildlife team is working around the clock to keep bears from populated areas, but something really strange is going on with them, and there is really no explanation. This year, Yosemite wildlife had to kill almost as many bears as they had to in 1998, the worst year for bear incidents on record, and that includes a mother and her two cubs this year. It is tragic, but really the only course of action after many attempts at hazing and even relocating bears continuing to seek food and displaying aggressive behavior. It's a last resort, but sometimes they just don't have a choice. And I do not fault the bears. It's not a bear problem. They're at the mercy of the humans, the more intelligent creature they're living beside. So while we don't know why this year is so different, there are some theories, and it's probably has a lot to do with all of these combined. One is that we are in a drought, so some food sources may be depleted early in the season. Also, because of the earlier seasonal approaches due to climate change, like spring is arriving in winter now, the food sources the bears have evolved to depend on at certain times of year is different, and they just have not adapted to that change yet. Another factor is that a lot of our bears had that three-month gap in 2020 when Yosemite was closed due to COVID, and during that time, bears were allowed to roam freely and were not chased out of places that are typically inhabited by people. This especially pertains to cubs emerging from hibernation with their mothers for the first time and not being taught which places to avoid uh, during their developmental period. And yet another theory has to do with the type of visitors to Yosemite. A lot of new people have been coming to national parks and wilderness areas since COVID hit, and they may not be familiar with how to interact with wildlife or what to do when they see a bear in a developed area, like a campground or populated trail. And I'm going to also throw in uh, social media, Uh, the people trying to get too close to bears so that they can upload the video onto their TikTok or Instagram stories or whatever. Um, I think that's also a contributing factor. So whatever the reason, a combination of all those things, regardless, it is up to us, the educated and the willing to help the bear situation and get us back to a balanced system for bears and humans in Yosemite. So what can you do to help? First and foremost, you must store your food and all scented items properly if staying in Yosemite overnight. Proper food storage is our best prevention from drawing bears into developed areas. The Park Service has put bear lockers in all of the campgrounds and tent cabin areas and even at trailheads so you can lock up your food in a place where bears know they can't get to it. We don't allow food storage in cars or tents because Yosemite's black bears have figured out how to get into those structures effortless, effortlessly. Um, also, putting food in the trunk of the car does not work because bears seek food by scent. They can smell food from over four miles away, so they can certainly find whatever you're hiding in there too. 
Um, next, be sure your food is always secure and with within arm's reach. Often campers and day trippers will take out a buffet of food and set it up on a picnic table and then go down to the beach or something, leaving that food open to wildlife. And it does not take long before either bears or birds or squirrels get into that buffet or a wildlife ranger comes along and confiscates everything, including your fancy Yeti cooler (laughs) that has been left out, ruining your picnic and slapping you with a big fine for feeding the wildlife. Also, and this should go without saying, make sure your trash is placed in a bear-proof trash can properly. I can't tell you how many times I've seen a bag of trash placed on top of a dumpster or trash cans overflowing with food wrappers only to be pillaged by wildlife. Please put in the extra effort to find a receptacle that can take the garbage and be safely secured. Improper garbage disposal makes a huge mess and is super unhealthy for all wildlife, especially the smaller creatures that may accidentally eat plastic or other non-digestible debris from trash piles. Now, it's okay to carry food with you in your backpack. Black bears will not go after you. They are opportunists, not predators. But if you're hiking, be sure to keep your food close enough to grab if a black bear shows up. Do not give them your food. If you're aggressive enough toward them, they should run away. So let's say you're in Yosemite Valley and you see a bear. Then what do you do? Well, that depends on the situation. If you see a bear in an undeveloped area, basically anywhere there are not structures or cars or pavement, or if it's not on a trail, you can leave it alone and maintain a safe distance from it. A safe distance would be about 50 yards or like four bus lengths away from a bear. Basically, if you can cover it with your thumb, you're far enough away. Um, Bears naturally forage in the forest and meadows, and we want to encourage that behavior, so we peacefully leave them alone in that situation. Now, it's okay to take photos from a safe distance, but if the bear starts moving toward you, move far away from it and give it plenty of space, uh, maintaining that 50-yard gap. Sometimes bears can get very close to people, and cubs especially may not have developed that fear of humans, but you must never approach, touch, or handle a bear in any situation. I know this sounds obvious, but a woman was caught holding a bear in her lap this summer and feeding it a sandwich, which I'm pretty sure that bear had to be put down after that, and hopefully she got a fine. Um, another woman a few years ago was trying to take a selfie with a black bear and she got too close to it and the bear felt threatened and took a swipe at her and that bear had to be euthanized. Not sure what happened to the woman, but hopefully she got a big fine as well. Or I don't know. It's really upsetting when you hear those stories because that bear was not at fault in that situation. It was just doing what came instinctually to it. But we decide, you know, that human life is our priority. So unfortunately that bear had to be killed because of that incident. So pretty upsetting. So we ask that you maintain a safe distance as tempting as it may be to sneak closer, not just for your safety, but for the bears, because bears that directly interact with people often must be killed. So if you see someone behaving inappropriately, please, please say something to them. Explain why we must keep a distance. And if they won't cooperate, call law enforcement. Bears are protected in Yosemite and harassing them is a federal crime, so feel empowered to utilize that resource if the offending party refuses to cooperate. Now, let's say you're in a campground uh, cooking hot dogs or whatever, and a bear starts sauntering toward you. What do you do then? Well, that bear is in a no-bear zone, so this is where you need to get really aggressive. I have been ashamed of the displays of so-called aggression I have seen this year from people attempting to scare black bears. A lot of times people will clap their hands or just wave their arms around or say, get out of here, bear, like literally just like that. And that just does not scare them. I mean, would that scare you away? I don't think so. 
You have to imagine that this situation is life and death. You are the bear, and all you have is your body and your voice to scare the crap out of them. So this is where you display really aggressive body language, making yourself look big. You can even take a few steps toward the bear and scream as loud as you can. You can say, get out of here, bear, or go, bear, go, bear, not today, bear. It doesn't really matter. They don't speak English anyway, so... Uh, You can say anything you want. Just put whatever puts you in that primal state of survival to scare them away from there. We want to scare these bears away from these areas and keep that fear in them forever. Basically, we want bears to be afraid of humans. We want them to perceive us as a threat. So anything you can do to create that fear is going to be helpful. As mean as it is, you're doing them a huge favor. However, be sure to use only body language and your voice, and occasionally you can throw small objects at them like sticks and pine cones, not rocks or anything too hard. They really don't like things flying at them, but don't try to hurt them and definitely don't corner them. They could um, get aggressive if they don't have a clear exit and if they feel threatened. Also, um, and I cannot emphasize this enough, but do not use bear spray. Our bears are not predators. They are easy enough to scare away, and bear spray has never been effective or necessary against them in Yosemite. In fact, it is illegal to carry bear spray in Yosemite, so don't even bring it with you. The only thing bear spray has ever done is get deployed at an inappropriate time and make people really sick if they are in the vicinity, and nobody's happy in that situation. Uh, Bear spray is potent. It is considered a weapon in Yosemite, so just leave it at home. Lastly, don't let anyone bully or intimidate you into not scaring a bear away from a developed area. I get yelled at all the time for this by people trying to take pictures, but I wear their insults like a badge of honor because I know that I may have just saved a bear's life and that takes care of any nasty looks or comments coming my way. So feel empowered, feel brave and bold to be a champion for Yosemite's bears. If you see a bear in Yosemite, uh, the wildlife team really likes to know about it. We do have a few bears tagged and collared, but most of them are unidentified, and sharing that information helps wildlife determine uh, where there are wildlife corridors, where we need to adjust speed limits on the road, and so on. You can report bear sightings to the Save a Bear hotline by calling 209-372-0322, and I will leave that number in today's show notes. If you come to Yosemite a lot, it's a really good number to have at the ready. If you want to know more about Yosemite's black bears, check out the website keepbearswild.org, where you will find general information about the bears, the bear blog written by wildlife rangers, which is pretty cool, and the ever-amazing bear tracker, a map that tracks where GPS-collared bears go throughout the day. It's pretty interesting to see uh, where they travel to. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Little Yo Pod. If you like this podcast and you have a moment... Please subscribe on your listening platform so you get updates when we release a new episode. If you have time, leaving a rating and review is extremely helpful and means so much to me. I read every review and they are so kind and make me feel so good about doing this work. Also, if you want to support Little Yo Pod financially, I am leaving that option available via my personal Venmo account. Uh, in case you haven't noticed, I do not have ads for this podcast. I'm not sponsored and I do not get paid to do this, but it does take a lot of time and resources to produce this content. So if you're interested in helping to keep the podcast going, uh, you can find me on Venmo. I am at Laura-Jackson-23, and I will leave a link for that in the show notes, as well as all of my resources and ways to contact me and the website, keepbearswild.org. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Little Yo Pod. I hope you feel empowered to help us keep bears wild on your current or upcoming Yosemite trip. I'm Laura Jackson. Thanks again for listening, and I will see you in Yosemite.